0: The Memphis Israel Scholars Podcast, a podcast inspired by lessons, conversations, and connections made in our weekly class. In this episode, Ahava interviews Vita Velasco. Ahava explores how Vita's connection to Israel and the Jewish people are so strong, considering she herself isn't Jewish. Hear about the special relationship and history Jews share. With Vita's home country, the Philippines, and walk away inspired and empowered to learn your neighbor's story. Welcome to the Memphis Israel Scholars podcast. Let's dive into this episode. So, would you like to introduce yourself and just tell us about you?
1: Sure. Uh, my name is Vita Velasco, and. Uh, there's a lot of ways that I could introduce myself, but I am a proud Zionist, um, you know, regardless of me not being Jewish. And um, I was born in the Philippines and, but raised here in the States and lived in many places. And um, definitely my global worldview is, uh, you know, from You know, I'm a beneficiary of being able to have traveled and lived in many places, and uh, yeah, just um, have come to just a place in my life where um, I've realized that the best thing that you can do with your life is just embrace that it's um, it's full of challenge and um you know but also full of adventure and actually just the other day i was reading this study by a british psychologist about how um the best type of life is a series of adventures launched from a secure base and looking back on my life um you know like i've turned 39 this year i can definitely say that um without, without intentionally living that way, um, I kind of have intentionally lived that way, you know, without really, without really having that as my, you know, as my core kind of life, um, I wouldn't say mantra, but just kind of my core value, um, in terms of how I live every day. But, that actually kind of summed up, uh, really nicely how, um, you know, how well, um, you know, like how I would say my life is gone and I wouldn't have it any other way. So, and that's another thing that I would say too, is that my, um, like the fact that I just keep reading and, you know, being exposed to you new know, ideas, like I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had that, uh, way of expressing myself, you know, if I hadn't read that, you know, so, um, you know, just, just something to, um, you know, just kind of, I always, I'm always learning and always, and that never ends. Um, And it doesn't really matter, um, you know, like who you're learning from, um, you know, because sometimes, you know, but we also have to be really careful who we're learning from, if our own convictions are still in flux, if that, you know, like, and what I mean by that is um, sometimes it's really important for us to be very careful on who has influence over the things, our convictions that don't change, right? Because there are, um, you know, that kind of secure base that we're talking about is you know, like the convictions and core values that don't move, you know, but then, you know, which should only be like two or three things. And then the other, the other pieces are negotiable. Right. And that's where we're able to be flexible and expose ourselves to new ideas. Um, You know, but those unmovable things are what create our foundation. Um, So yeah, so that's what I would say in terms of a short introduction that, um, I am just, I am a product of many things. Um, but especially my faith, um, you know, I could do believe in God and, you know, the God of the Bible of, um, you know, the, you know, like, I believe in the God of Israel, like, and you know, like, but that for me, you know, as a Christian, our, my faith, um, also extends to you know, like the New Testament being a part of, you know, like the fulfillment of the old, um, you know, which we can get into or not. But that's really what drives me. And um, and what has become, you know, like my secure base is that belief in things that just don't change because, you know, God has established certain things. Uh, so, yeah, that would be Thank what you. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So like going along with
0: like having that global view growing up and your faith, how else would you say like your family in particular affected where you are today?
1: Well, as we know, the way that uh, we grow up has ramifications for the rest of our lives. And, you know, and just being aware of that is really important. Um, And also just I think that especially this year of 2020, where, um, I don't know about you, Ahava, but, um, having to spend so much time with, um, either yourself, you know, in my case, you know, cause I did not quarantine at home. Um, you know, like being, um, very, it's been a very long time since I lived at home. Um, you know, I've, you know, I've created my own home, you know, but for you still being at home. Um, having to spend time a lot of time with family. Um, you know, like it, to me, it's been a gift. And for me, spending so much time with myself, and you know, it made me realize that maybe one of the things that we needed to learn just as a society and as a world is the discipline of introspection. and and just how important it is to examine where you are, where you've come from, and where you're going. And, you know, like in taking a really deep look at those things, and that takes time. And I think that we have gotten really bad at using our time well, even though to me time is the most precious currency in in the universe because you can't make more of it. Um, You can make more of pretty much everything, Um, but time you cannot, and time is so precious. And that is something that I hope that we can take away from this, this year. Um, and so using that time, well, um, you know, I've, I've been able to look back at, you know, where I've come from and, um, you know, like and how many, many steps that I've taken have echoed things in my own, um, in my own family and our history, and I think that's also really important. Understanding our history and where we come from, and not just the victories, but also the challenges. Because um, I, I've encountered a lot of people this year who, one of the, you know, who just think that 2020 is the worst year of all, you know, of human history. And I think you and I can come up with a few that were a little worse. Yeah. Um, you know, not only in, you know, like, I mean, just you look at Jewish history alone. Uh, there have been many years that have been worse than this one, not to say that this one hasn't been hard. But, um. you know, just kind of knowing our own stories, because that means that we can do it, too. You know, we can rise above. We have the ability, you know, just as human beings to you know, to be able to rise above any challenge, you know, so looking back on my own family, you know, and how much of my family's history ties into why I I have dedicated myself to Jewish civil rights, you know, in, you know, with Israel in particular, um, is just on the next chapter, you know, in, in how we have, uh, you know, like how even the story of my own family has gone and just very quickly, my, um, the reason I say that is because my faith, you know, which every single person has to come to grips with how they're going to order their life. You know, so even though I, I was not, I hated Christians most of my life, um, mostly because I had read what's in the Bible and then you know something that is you know a very you know a very core principle you know in t- in terms of torah and you know also just you know in the bible the the fact that we have to look at the fruit of someone's actions right and you know like and that it says in in scripture that um you know the the fruit of someone's life is more important than what they say Right, and you know, so I've I and over and over and over again in there, you know, it talks about how you know someone who really does love God loves other people just as much, and you know, and that we're going to be known by our love, like the how we love each other, and that, um, you know, that the Torah description of love is so deep, you know, because it's a choice, and it's, you know, it's an action you know, so it's, it's actually a, it's a very deep thing. And the feeling of love is secondary to the action and the choice of loving. And, you know, so that, that to me is, um, you know, because that's been the foundation of my family, it's worked itself out in the action that we've taken. Right. And so, um, you know, and so the, even from, just a couple of generations ago, you know, like my, my mother who, if she hadn't taken certain steps, you know, cause she was born in New York and yeah. uh, you know, born in Flushing, raised in Long Island. And then two turning points in her life were the two assassinations that happened, you know, kind of back to back. So Martin Luther King, and then um, Robert Kennedy, um, you know, like, and, Robert Kennedy actually was, so RFK was a big supporter of Israel. So was Martin Luther King. Um, And those two really, those two being assassinated and for the reasons that they were assassinated, um, you know, because really had an effect on her. And that was the first time that she experienced race, like actual racial division Um, because at her school, um, she remembers very vividly, um, you know, the racial tension had gotten so bad. So this was in the, you know, the late '60s, and you know, so at her school, she realized that um, for the first time, she didn't actually fit anywhere, because there was um, an all-school assembly that was called to try to, you know, to reconcile and talk through what was going on, and you know, like because no one really was equipped at the time to really talk about these things, um, and. You know, like, and because she lived in New York, you know, like the the civil rights movement, you know, that was so prevalent in the South, really didn't make it to the North until after this, you know, until after yeah. Dr. King was assassinated. And you know, like, and being in Memphis, you know, like, it's so different from you know, like what she experienced. And when she was at that all school assembly, and she tried to find a place to sit. She realized she actually was the only non-white or black kid at her school. And that left a huge impression on her. And then, um, you know, and then she just had this thought that she couldn't get rid of, that she really needed to find out who she is. And so she convinced my grandmother to send her to the Philippines. So she flew across the world at the time. So she was 15 at the time. 14 or 15 at the time. And then she met my father. And, but I bring that up because, you know, like she, she decided to step out, you know, to really find out who she was, you know, like, and that's really, that's been a core theme in my own life, you know, and that, um, you know, stepping out in faith that there is something more, um, you know, I like, can. People talk about faith also as, um, you know, something that's blind and something that you have to trust in when that's actually not what faith is. Um, like when you have faith in someone, like I have faith in you, you know, that means that I have absolute trust in who you are. Right. And that, um, I don't have to prove your existence, you know, to have faith in you. Right. And, um, so there, there are just, things that are assumed and, you know, set in stone when you have faith in something, right? And so when she did that, um, she she lived with my great-grandparents and my great-grandfather was a Supreme Court judge in the Philippines and he was a lover of scripture. Like he had all of the Torah memorized actually, like all of the Tanakh memorized. And he, um, you know, like, and he was a lover of the Psalms and he instilled that in my mom. And, um, he also instilled this love of the Jewish people in her, um, you know, like as a teenager. And so when, and he and my great grandmother, as they were watching the rebuilding of Israel and the Jewish people coming home to Israel, they saw that as a fulfillment, you know, as one of the fulfillments of God's promises that he would bring, you know, your people back to Israel, to your homeland. And they went to Israel um, in the late 50s, and early 60s, before the, you know, like all of the tourism and everything that's been built up now. But they wanted to be eyewitnesses to, you know, these promises coming true. And they went twice, you know, like at great expense. And, you know, like, and I mean, it's not, it was not easy then to get from the Philippines to you know, to Israel, but no they did it. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I, and I didn't even know these things until, you know, like my own story brought me to, you know, this conviction that I, I came to on my own, um, you know, like with my, you know, like with that I was actually part of, I wasn't starting anything new. I was just adding to our legacy, right. And, um, and taking it to the next level. But, you know, like also on my mother's side, um, her great uncle was—he um, was a lifelong diplomat, and um, when in 1947, you know, November 29th, 1947, they had the the vote on the UN partition plan, um, you know, and all that did was, you know, because there was no international bear, international law bearing on, you know, like that actual vote. What that did was show the entire world that there still was a precedent for what had been established after World War One that there needed to be a Jewish national home and that the British Mandate still had veracity and that there still needed to be um, a Jewish state formed, right? And you know, the, which is why there was celebration in the streets and you know, like why the Jewish community took that as the go ahead, like we're gonna declare independence, right? And the reason why that was so personal to us is because my mother's, you know, my mother's uncle, so my great uncle was, you know, like he was a UN ambassador for many years and it was the Philippi- the Philippines was the only Asian country that voted yes in favor at, you know, at great risk. They were, you know, they, they were under a lot of pressure, but because um, they stuck to their convictions, and you know, my great uncle was actually on that delegation, and then he ended up being the UN ambassador for several years. Um, you know, I, he was a part of that. You know, like, and my family is, you know, as a part of, you know, just kind of this long history of, you know, of our just our culture being in favor of the Jewish people, and that the um, our first president, you know, like he issued ten thousand visas to German Jews and. Um, I think 2000 people made it um, and we were the only country that didn't build a ghetto or anything for, you know, for the Jews who made it. And um, they actually built a synagogue in our capital city in Manila, um, which is still there today. And they still hold services every week. And you're know, like, but that was in anticipation of, you know, Jewish people maybe coming. And, you know, so that was, um, you know, so, th- again, like just this, I'm proud of that heritage, you know, like, and I'm proud of, you know, doing my part now. Um, you know, I can, you know, so when you ask me how my family shaped where I am, like, I think a lot of it was done incidentally, you know, but the fact that they, um, you know, so it's not like I grew up in like this strong, like Zionist home. Um, but I actually kind of did. Right. And, you know, and again, like looking back, you know, and seeing how ever since I can remember, you know, because I, you know, like the first book I ever read was the Bible. And, um, you know, and if you read it, like a child reads anything, which is very literally, you know, you, you take every word on the page, you know, just kind of at face value, can't get away from Israel and the Jewish people, like being like this, you know, like, and, um, it became like a law of nature for me, right. Where I, you know, like you can't, separate them right and all of the wonderful things that that entails um you know so i just i can say that um that particular piece of my family instilling you know the bible as you know just the as not only the touchstone of truth but you know the foundation of truth in our entire world um you know that's what brought me to these convictions and you know, and really brought me to where I am now. Um,
0: so you were talking about, like, your heritage, not only, like, you, almost like a legacy mm-hmm. of Zionism in your family. Like, what would you say your main goal with all of this work will be to
1: do, beyond, like, Zionism almost? Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because my my Zionism is the it's just the manifestation of, you know, what I believe I've been called to do. Right. And, uh, you know, like, and, and the things that are, that we can, you know, that we see as our lifelong commitments, um, will always work themselves out in what we do every day. Right. And so, um, you know, like, I, I want to be able to say, you know, that I think the greatest, um, I think the greatest title I could ever have is, you know, a friend of, you know, a friend of the Jewish people, you know, like, and cause what's a real friend, you know, like a a real friend is like, like, um, you know, like David and Jonathan, you know, like King David, your greatest King of, you know, of your history. Um, you know, like he laid down his life, you know, for his friend and, you know, and was willing to do that at, at, at his own risk. And, um, And always did the right thing by his friend. Right. So that's how I see, you know, like that would be my greatest accomplishment. You know, if I could really say, um, you know, I can people would see my life, you know, and look at me and say, like, yes, she's a friend of she's a friend of the Jewish people, right? And you know, in the real sense, in the deepest sense of that. Um and you know, because I see it really was the Jewish people and, and the story of your people that um really solidified my own faith journey you know because what it boils down to is that what god has written and revealed to himself about himself to us is either true or it's not right and um based on the evidence uh, you know like in the evidence of the jewish people alone you know like you look at all of the i mean. We just celebrated Hanukkah, right? And you look at all of the massive empires who've come up against your people and they are no longer here, right? And I know that it's, you know, just kind of this running joke in your culture that it's, um, you know, like all of your holidays are, you know, they tried to kill us, they lost, yep. And, you know, you survived, so let's eat. And, you know, but even look at every single way that jewish people celebrate there's always some form of remembrance right and i think that's just so vitally important and i think that's one of the reasons why i just admire jewish culture so much because of um you know i I mean i remember my first jewish wedding like you at the height of your joy like you smash a glass in commemoration of the destruction of the temple which happened two thousand years ago right like you know, always realizing that, you know, joy is, you know, always juxtaposed with challenge, right? And, you know, like, and that that's um, actually, and there's joy to be found in challenge, you know, like to be, you know, when you come out of it, and you're stronger out of it. Um, Yeah, so I think that that's, you know, in a way that that would be my, um, you know, I hope that that's the legacy that I leave behind is that um, adding to the chapter, you know, of my own family's history, um, you know, like adding and adding my own flavor to it, you know, but being able to look back on it and say, you know what, she was a friend of, she was a friend of Israel. She was a friend of the Jewish people. Okay, so I can easily admit that you by far
0: know a lot more about Jewish history than I do, even growing (laughs) up in it.
1: I just like, I'm still learning, but. Um. Me too. Hey, <laughs> and it's, and it's a grand adventure. And I think it's one of the best ways to invest your time in your life, you know, like, and, you know, start building your expertise now, you know, like, and yeah. you're doing that, you know, you're doing that. But I mean, I think it's really wonderful to start with even just your own family, you know, go back as far as you can and. You know, and I mean, I've had the joy of finding out that my ancestors were conversos. They were, um, you know, they were Jews from Spain who were forced to convert to, you know, to Christianity, to Catholicism, but they saved our family by going to the Philippines. And that's how my family ended up in the Philippines. Um, You know, and, you know, so even having that, that heritage, you know, like, and finding out that we're all part of, you know, the grand story of, you know, of human history, whether we choose to be or not. Right. But why not add to it? You know, why not, why not find out the maximum that we can do and contribute and accomplish, you know, because that's really what God wants for us. He wants us to have these massive lives, you know, that, um, you know, like either, you know, cause some people have massive lives and only live in the same house. Right. And, you know, but we know people like that, you know, like some people are called around the corner and some people are called to the four corners of the earth. I happen to be the second group, you know, but I deeply admire and have been totally shaped by people who were called to just be around the corner. Right. Um, So that's what I would, you know, suggest to you and to anyone, you know, like who, um, you know, who might, who might hear this is that dig into who you are you know, like, and face down your family's demons. And sometimes they can help you find healing for your own, you know, like for the things that you find that you have challenges with. And you'll be surprised, like, you know, like with some of the things that I struggled with in my life, you know, like I realized that it was, I wasn't alone in that, you know, and then um, actually finding solutions with very old wisdom, you know, it's all there. It's all there for us. Like we don't have to change everything. Um, Sometimes the best thing to do is press into what has come before. Um, And that's how real progress is made. Kind of just going off of that, like what
0: would you say your greatest accomplishment just so far that you've been able to do? Like the thing you're most proud of?
1: Um, I would say that even being asked, you know, the fact that I've, I've built um myself to this point to even be considered you know someone somewhat, somewhat of an expert um you know I like can someone who you someone like you could learn from yeah um about even your own story that is my greatest accomplishment you know and so all of the all of the things that I've done in my life all of the years of study and the you know the fighting against challenges um you know because, I totally understand that, um, you know, the Jewish people aren't really used to having real friends because, you know, a real study of history, you know, like even within your own community, there have been people who have been, um, you know, who haven't been helpful, right? And, um, you know, I sometimes we're our own worst enemy, you know, and so if, um, you know, so I've met a lot of, Suspicion. I've been met with a lot of, sus- of suspicion and, you know, and a, um, you know, and people trying to read into my motives, you know, for being so strongly in support, you know, yeah. of, of the Jewish people. And, you know, and, um, you know, I can also just kind of meeting challenges with, um, you know, because um, it was about nine, nine years ago eight years ago when we, when um, I joined Stand with us, which is the largest um, Israel education organization in the world. And they were the first organization that really gave me a platform and believed in me. Um, You know, they met with a lot of challenges too, you know, like with um, you know, like with leaders and, you know, people who work with Jewish students and you like, and you know, because you are the future and you know, so being entrusted with helping shape the Jewish future, I took—I've always taken that very seriously, and you know—but I've also had doors shut in my face, you know, because you know, there's—and I understand that. I understand that there is this um, a trust that needs to be built, but there's also been a lot of headway, and it's not just by me, but by people like me who continue to show up and in spite of being you know rejected and you know like and not trusted um you can build trust right and then every time trust is earned earning some more you know like and having that build on top of each other and you know and if that's also my legacy that i leave behind you know which is um you know like that i was able to build bridges and you know and inspire non-jewish people to be just as supportive as me Um, you know, and, and put their own stamp on it, then that's great, too. Um, You know, but I would say that, that this right now, um, in this moment, is illustrative of what I'm most proud of, is that, you know, someone like you considers someone like me, um, you know, a person who that you can, that you can learn from, and, you know, and that I'm a resource for you, you know, in your own journey, discovering who you are and you know that to me is is the greatest gift
0: okay and going like through stand with us and just meeting with jewish teens and people who aren't jewish and everyone what would you say is like the most effective way to educate people both about like israel and the jewish people like just like yeah
1: (laughs) Well, I think that you used a very, very key word, which is people. Um, because so often and too often, especially now in our very charged um society where you know people are they're willing to break up a relationship in their life based on ideas, right? Yeah. And we know that we know the power of ideas. I'm not saying that, you know, and I and as a lover and crafter of words like I know how important they are I mean God himself made words important because he created this world with words you know so and as people who are you know like and as you know human beings were created in his image so of course our words are going to matter you know so I'm not discounting the value of words at all because um the the words that we have in here and in here are what drive our actions, right? So they are vitally important, but I think too often, you know, like we, we inflate the value of words to be also at the value of a human being, which it, it it's not, you know, like, um, like human beings are the most valuable, you know, and the most sacred thing on earth. Right. And, um, and so, when we forget that there are people involved and we also forget to be people to other people. Um, You know, I I think that that's something that we have to keep front and center every single day. And so the most effective way to, you know, because I don't, to me, it's not about educating. To me, it's about engagement and about, um, you know, and influencing you know, like where people are, and the best way to do that is to tell our story, right? Um, because even just in sharing about myself, um, you probably learn some things about about Israel, about you know about Jewish history, about you know about things that I know that I have just been able to naturally weave into a conversation right because we're just having a conversation and you know like and but you're taking things away that you didn't even know that you're that you've gained right so instead of it like and that's how that's how i best um engage is that you know what hey you know what we're just having a we're just having a conversation between two people or 20,000 people let's have a let's have a conversation right and you will hear the best. Uh, the people you learn the most from, they don't even know. You, you know, you don't even know that they're that they're giving you something, right? Because it's already yours, right? And it's just like um, you know. I, I don't. One of my favorite films as a kid was Mary Poppins, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that. Um, even though now we know that, you know that spoonful of sugar is poison and it tastes good, you know, but that spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down, right? That's how that's how I kind of approach things, you know, is that I use my strengths to, you know, to engage with people. You know, as you can see, like I'm not all that shy. Um, you know, but I I care about people and it comes through. You know, like and so when someone feels cared for and heard and respected. They're going to listen to right and yeah. um, you know I can so for me the best way really is to just share with your friends you know like and even just like when we when you asked me about my introduction you know like I shared something with you that I just learned this week right because it's something that affected me and it's something that you're going to take away you know, so we're constantly teaching each other without really intentionally doing it, but you should be intentional about it, right? Yeah. And so, yes, so that would be for me, not just about Israel, you know, like it would be also just about anything, you know, something that you want someone to take away. Give it in the context of you, give it in the context of, you know, that this is part of your story and how you're living out your life. And especially with people who like how you live your life, you know, because obviously they wouldn't be in your life if they didn't like it, they're going to take that away from you without even realizing it, right? And so now what I would suggest is, um, you know, look at the people who you admire, like if there are podcasts that you like or speakers or like TED Talks that you've, you know, that you're interested in or, or things that have really, or teachers who have really impacted you go back and look at how they communicate. And most of the time they do the best teaching and the things that probably affected you the most in the context of themselves. And, you know, and you felt like they were just sharing, you know, opening up and maybe being vulnerable about who they are and they are because you do it at, at your own risk. But at the same time, you gained something that you didn't even realize that you had that you had taken away, right? And they taught you something. Um, so that to me is, you know, and you're going to start, you're going to start realizing it, you know, like, and you're also going to start, um, taking those methods from people who you admire. I mean, some of my, some of the speakers in my life who, um, you know, I like, can just thinkers in my own life that I, who I admire and, you know, like, but I start looking at their methods and what they're doing, um, very critically. And then you're like, oh, yes, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to use that, you know? And because we also know that the highest form of flattery is, you know, someone replicating you, you know? And so if someone is taking something that you're doing or something that you said and using it themselves, you've, you've done it, you know, you've reached, you've accomplished your goal. Um, Yeah. Well, I think
0: that's about, amount of time but is there any like final things you have to say just oh
1: um I am just so thrilled that uh that you even asked me to do this like thank you for you know for taking the time and I know that we um you know like it it started from a place of you know just we were strangers and now we're friends. And I think that that's, I think that's something that we should leave with is, um, you know, the Jewish start. So the, the truth is the most important thing in the world. Yeah, You know, just like how time is the most precious currency in the world, in the universe. The truth is also the most important thing in the world. And, you know, like, and sometimes the truth is really painful. Um, sometimes it's also really challenging. Um, but I think that we don't do it ourselves any favors if we aren't coming from a place of truth. And, you know, and I just encourage you and anyone else, you know, like dig into that, you know, like dig into who you are, where you come from, why we are here. And, you know, like, and you will find that Um, You know, really, truly, again, I'm going to end the way that we started is that your best life is, you know, having a strong foundation and stepping out into the world and finding those adventures, whether it's just outside your door or it's on an airplane across the world, you know, when things are normal, (laughs) Um, you know, like not letting fear stop you and pushing through your fear, facing it down. And, you know, I can having that series of adventures launched from, you know, your secure base and, you know, press into your family. And sometimes, you know, like obviously our families, we can't choose them. And sometimes, you know, to me, um, you know, you have the family that you're born into and then you have the family that you build, right? And so press into those relationships dig into those as deeply as you can go. And, you know, and you will look back on your life and, you know, and say, you know what, I lived well. And it goes by very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, and it's something that my grandfather always said that um, sometimes moments and hours can feel like eternity, but the years fly by. And so, just kind of understanding that you know we we have only certain a certain amount of time, and I feel that more and more every day that passes. Um, you know, and just taking that as you know as a gift, and every day that we have as a gift, um, and maximizing that gift as much as we possibly can. Um, but that you know, I'm excited for your journey, and that um, the um, Wait, how many times have you been to Israel? I've actually never been. I was supposed to go this past summer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm excited for your first time. Um, And I also, um, I remember my first time very fondly. And, um, you know, I can obviously, it's different for me, you know, but also just as profound. And, um, you know, it'll be exciting for. I mean, depending on when you're there, you know, because like, I I don't know when you're planning on going, but um, the soonest opportunity I have to go, I will be there um, again, because um, you will see once you go the first time, it's such a profound experience, you know, just personally, spiritually, you know, and you know, and it will become a part of who you are, um. So yeah, that would be fun, you know, next year in Jerusalem. Why not? Why not?